Good day. You are listening to Your Community Spirit on your community radio station. This is Orda Energy Mon. And as usual, I'm playing my favorite sound of all time, the sound of the sun. Do we have a special guest on? Let's see. Well, if I turn him up. Tree song, are you there? All right. I've got two special guests. I've got one in the studio and one on the phone. Before I go to either of you, we, as usual, have a stack of books to give away for anybody who calls in and supports the station. Here, let me give you a list of some really good books here. Backyard Pharmacy, Growing Medicinal Plants in Your Own Backyard. Organic Farming, How to Raise, Certify, and Market Organic Crops and Livestock. Building with Secondhand Stuff, How to Reclaim, Revamp, Repurpose, and Reuse Salvaged and Leftover Building Materials. Straw Bell Gardens Complete, Breakthrough Vegetable Gardening Method, All New Information on Urban and Small Spaces. And in case you didn't realize it, that was four different books. If you give us a call, 457-3691, I will toss one of those books your way, courtesy of the publisher and your community radio station. Thank you for coming in. Thank you so much for having me and making the time. I love, love community radio because there is very few community radio stations in the nation. We are one of the few in this little town right here. Really? And we get to talk about all the things that happen in the community. You know, I have a question. How many are there in the country? Do you know? I have heard there's 30. No But way. It, it ebbs and flows. But um, actually stations that are supported solely by the community, that are not, not for profit stations, yes. Wow. What makes your friend, friend drive fundraiser more important? Yep. Please give us a call, 457-3691, and be a friend of your community radio station. You're in here to talk about this event that yes. you do once a year to mm-hmm. support kids who need help. Exactly. But in the process, you have fun. What kind so of fun? So much fun. Well, it is a 5K run walkathon. And the kind of fun you have when you join this event is being around hundreds of people who are doing the same thing, who are united in their commitment to support children as well as to get a little exercise. And so it promotes health and brings people together, and it's an easy way to make a big impact. Well, you forgot the most important part. It's superhero this year. It so is So it's very fun. Very I know there's fun. people who have never been in a 5K before who are doing it this year because they want to be a superhero for kids. Oh, that makes me smile. Yeah. And yeah. they just want to be a superhero, well, So, yeah, you know, we, we looked at, like, what makes somebody a superhero? You want to take a shot at that question, Or? Um, I think it's just thinking above and beyond yourself. Exactly. Really? That's what I say. You put You put aside your desires and your agendas and all your concerns and issues and you... Do something to help somebody else. And that's what makes the superheroes different. And so with this event, the kids in Bangladesh are some of the poorest children in the world. Literally, they are faced with life and death situations daily. They hunger, homeless families. Families are homeless. They might have one meal a day, if anything. They don't have clothes. So 
you know, they need help. <laughs> they need someone to put aside their own agendas and help them. And you can do that by participating in the 5K run walk and be your own superhero. And just it's just $20 to register for the race, and that $20, $20 will feed 57 children. What? 57 meals will be provided. I, by that I literally bucks. spent 20 bucks last night on dinner. Yeah, yeah, on one. I dinner. ate 56 people's worth of food. You did. Oh Can man! Can you believe that? I suck. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I could be no. a superhero though, and you now be a superhero not eat so, a one meal so easily. How quick do we spend twenty dollars? Um, and it's and then you end up having so much fun, and you get a free T-shirt. It's like, um, Tree Song, aren't you putting together a team to do this? Yes, I'm putting together a team. It's the Illinois Initiative team. It's our own group of local superheroes who do superhero stuff year-round. So we're trying to get together a team uh, for the 5K. So if you do join, you're welcome to join our team. You don't have to have any previous experience with the Illinois Initiative. And you don't have, any, the yeah, have to have any previous experience of being a superhero. <laughs> yeah, no. So. Today can be your first day being a superhero. Well, next Friday. Next Friday. Well, no, it's a few Fridays. Right? No, it's next Friday. Is it really? It's, it's next the end Friday. of the month already? Yep, it's the last Friday of September. Always, We always do it the last Friday of September, 6 p.m. at Turley Park. And pre-registration ends on Sunday. And pre-registration gives you the $20 fee as well as the free T-shirt guaranteed. And and you can register online at forkidsake.net. However, if life goes by and you forget or you miss that chance, you can just show up at the event. Um, We're going to charge you more, right? We do charge you $5 more. Cause, and no shirt. And we'll, we'll give you a shirt as long as we have one. We want everyone to get one, but we just can't guarantee we'll have one by the time you get there or your size. But we try our best. Superheroes show up late sometimes and they still do. do good things. And, and so um, you could please feel free to show up on the event day if you just last minute want to come for it. Thank you for doing this. I mean, you've been organizing it for a few years, and it's needed. Thank so, you. Thank you. And just one last plug to not forget your superhero outfits. I mean, people are going to be in all kinds of... We're going to have a, co- a contest for the best costumes, and we have handmade, for kids' sake, capes Ooh. for the winners. So put on your best. Tights, capes, whatever you got. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't usually wear my full superhero outfit, but I'm going to wear it for the 5K. Your full superhero outfit. I don't think I've ever seen you in your full oh. superhero outfit. You might not have. I've got a cape. <laughs> I've got gloves. I've got the whole deal. There you go. I was mentioning before this show started that every week we have to bring you gloom and doom about how the world is ending with climate change. And I don't know if people remember, but the slogan of our radio show, we actually started this radio show right before Y2K started. So it was literally the end of the world the first time. And our slogan is gloom and doom with enough sense of humor to slather your brain. And we have more climate change the end of the world scenario because each week we break a record of the week before or the month before, the year before, how much hotter it's getting. And so we have to scare people because if we don't scare people, we can't do good. So that was the caveat before I talk about the numbers on global warming are even scarier than we thought. (laughs) The future of humanity depends on math. And the numbers on a new study released Thursday are the most ominous yet. Those numbers spelled out in simple arithmetic 
how much of the fossil fuel in the world's existing coal mines and oil wells we can burn if we want to prevent global warming from cooking the planet. In other words, if our goal is to keep the Earth's temperatures from rising for more than 2 degrees Celsius, the upper limit identified by the nations of the world, how much more new digging or drilling can we do? Here's the answer. Zero. That's right. If we're serious about preventing catastrophic warming, the new study shows we can't dig any new coal mines, drill any new fields, build any new pipelines, not a single one. We're done expanding the fossil fuel frontier. Our only hope is a swift, managed decline in the production of all carbon-based energy from the fields we already put in production. The new climate math draws on a report by Oil Change International, a Washington-based think tank, using data from the Norwegian energy consultants Nyrstad. Scientists say that we have even a two-thirds chance of staying below the global increase of 2 Celsius. We can release 800 gigatons, that's Tree Song's favorite word, gigatons, more CO2 into the atmosphere. But the data shows coal mines and oil and gas wells currently in operation worldwide contain 942 gigatons worth of CO2. So the math is really simple. What we found is if we burn up all the carbon that's currently operating f fields and mines, we are already above 2 degrees. And I don't want to die. No, that doesn't say it there. So that's the editorial edition. <laughs> just like, I mean, yeah. that's the thing is we keep talking about saving the planet, but if we don't save the planet, we don't survive. And so there are people who are actively now fighting to stop us from doing this. From doing what? Well... The next article, I was trying to set it up for Tree Song to talk yeah, about the uh, next looks article. Like I've lost my, uh, <laughs> Sorry, let me pull up the email again. You can go ahead and start okay. the next article. Um, the Dakota Access Pipeline Fight. Where does the standoff stand? After several judicial rulings and an Obama administrative directive, construction has paused in North Dakota, but the future is far from certain. In um, case you're just tuning in for this particular story, the Dakota Access Pipeline is a pipeline that would be coming down to us here in Illinois carrying 500,000 barrels of oil a day. And, of course, if it just, you know, springs a little leak, the oil will come down into our watershed because, well, it's upstream from us. All right. Yeah. So I've got the story back. All right. The Federal Appeals Court ordered a halt last Friday to construction of the of the pipeline near the Missouri River. Just last Friday. Yeah, just last Friday. So it was shortly after we did the radio show. So you didn't get that in last week. But um, it's sort of an up and down. It's also a mixed blessing because some people think that it's over now because they shut it down near that portion of the river. But here it's showing just 20 miles has been shut yeah. down. And it's a really long pipeline, so there's still the majority of it is still in progress. So this article, the full article is too long to read on the radio, but it has a lot of interesting updates about the story. 
Um, the, the rulings have thrown some hurdles into the path of the pipeline following an extended protest by the Standing Rock Sioux. I mean, that's one way of putting it. They've got thousands of people out there who are water protectors. So a few of the updates. Um, it's 20, yeah, as we were saying, 20 miles on each side of the Missouri River. It's currently stopped. But it may only last a few days, I think. Yeah, I think they're about to do another decision to decide. This is basically saying, let's wait and decide if we should wait or not. <laughs> it's like... Now, waiting until a preliminary injunction. <laughs> so why is the this Native American tribe seeking to halt the construction? Yeah, so the Standing Rock Sioux wants to prevent pipeline company Energy Transfer Partners from further disturbing what it considers to be sacred sites west of the Missouri River. Now, there's another article that mentioned there were thousands of archaeologists who signed the letter saying that these sites should be protected and they should stop development until they can assess these sites. Now, I mean, as of September 9th, 48% of the pipeline has already been construction and 90% of the land clearing has already been done. Yeah. And so, I mean, it sounds like it's going to happen no matter what. I mean, why are they so adamant to stop it? Well, they're also concerned for the safety of their drinking water, with the pipeline set across under the Missouri River, upstream of its water intake pipes. So especially since they're so close, if something were to happen under the river and the pollution were to get up into the river, their water source would be ruined. And so that's them particularly, but we happen to be downstream from them. And, I mean, there are a lot of people who are going and supporting them for two reasons. Again, you know, the previous article where we're talking about how we have to stop using fossil fuels. Yeah. And so to stop this major pipeline from happening will make it harder for people to get fossil fuels. But there's also all the people who live downstream who don't want oil in their water. Yeah. So it's like a dual purpose. And, I mean, thousands and thousands of people have gone there to support this Native American tribe in the, what they're doing. Yeah. So. so we'll keep presenting updates on the story as it develops. The latest news is that that particular portion is stopped, but that other areas are still in question. So they're, they're actually setting in, they're preparing to set in for the winter there if they need to. They're gathering supplies and such. Tesla wins massive contract to help power the California grid. Tesla just won a bid to supply grid-scale power in Southern California to help prevent electric shortages following the biggest natural gas leak in U.S. history. The power packs, worth tens of millions of dollars, will be operational in record time by the end of this year. Tesla Motors Incorporated will supply 20 megawatts of energy storage to Southern California Edison as part of a wider effort to prevent blackouts by replacing fossil fuel electric generation with lithium-ion batteries. Tesla's contribution is enough to power about 2,500 homes for a full day, the company said in a blog post on Thursday. But the real significance of the deal is the speed in which lithium-ion battery packs are being deployed. Quote, the storage is being procured in a record time frame, months instead of years. 
It highlights the maturity of advanced technologies like energy storage to be contracted as a reliable resource in an emergency situation. Um, I am actually kind of scared that they're doing this in record time because we've been having some few uh, lithium batteries explode in people's pockets recently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just so like... hopefully they've taken um, a long time in the design process to ensure that that's not going to happen. Because, I mean, in a Tesla car, there's 6,922 essentially laptop batteries all wired together. Yeah. And at each point of contact is a point of resistance, and a point of resistance is a point of, well heating up and catching on fire in worst-case scenario. So it's um, it's uh, a potential for a large problem also. But it is definitely, definitely needed, and it can't be worse than the biggest natural gas leak in U.S. history that we've talked about in past. Yeah. It's like, we just like... They couldn't stop it. I mean, it just kept spewing and spewing and spewing, and people lived right next to it. Yeah, and they had to evacuate. Yeah, I think even the worst-case scenario with these batteries would be not as bad as having to evacuate your whole city because the natural gas is leaking everywhere. So we've got a few, a few that at least touch on the headlines here. We're starting to run out of time, but... Wave power has finally come to the United States. Less than a mile off the shores of Hawaii, two boys are hard at work. That's B-U-O-Y-S, not two young boys. They're bobbing up and down as they turn energy from the ocean's movement into electricity. That electricity travels ashore to Oahu's power grid through an undersea cable. The test project producing only enough power for about a dozen households but it's the first successful wave energy project in the United States so far. So that's pretty exciting news. I sort of already had this assumption that we already had at least a little bit of wave energy. Me too. I mean, the U.S. Department of Energy projects that waves off the U.S. coastline could power more than 200 million homes because the majority of us live near water, right? So (laughs) it's just like... um, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the waves. Unless you're a wave engineer, then get to work. Get it done, right? So, <laughs> yeah. In other happy news, the world's largest solar plant goes online. The massive 648-megawatt array is officially linked to the grid after being hooked up to a 400-kilovolt vo- substation. The plant is spread across 2,500 acres in the town of Kamuthi in the, let's see, Ramathayanapurin district, and could supply enough clean green energy for 300,000 homes. So big, 2.5 million solar in modules, 576 inverters, 6,000 kilometers of cable, only cost $700 million. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but... Well, when you think of some of the big line items in our national budgets, it makes you really wonder how we could be spending our money on energy instead of war and similar things. Holidays. That's quite, quite impressive. Some holidays. 
Checkers Day. You know, I don't think I've played checkers in years. Maybe it's time to play checkers. I'm sure there's a video app. I mean, an app you can just add to your phone and waste a lot of time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Today is Native American Day. And coming up is International Rabbit Day, National Cherries Jubilee Day, National Comic Book Day. Wednesday is October Ask Fest. a Stupid Question Day. <laughs> yeah. So what is Ask a Stupid Question Day about? What do you do on that day? Uh, <laughs> just like, all right, we better get into some happenings here. Yeah. Donations, so donations for Standing Rock, now until October 17th at Guy House. Standing Rock is that encampment in North Dakota where people are living, thousands of them, working on stopping the oil pipeline. Carbondale Stands with Standing Rock is currently holding a donation drive. Anyone who can donate supplies to the resistance camps may drop their goods off during open hours at the Guy House, as well as Saturday markets when a booth is available. The resistance camps are gearing up for winter. For more information, visit Facebook.com. Slash Carbondale stands with Standing Rock. Also coming up, the 47th annual Rotary Community Yard Sale. It's coming up on Saturday from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. The SIU Arena parking lot. It's a pretty big community yard sale. It seemed like last year there was like about 40 different vendors. Yeah. Also on Saturday, invasive species removal at Green Earth's Piles Fork Spot. Saturday... 9 till noon, meet at the Attics Park Pavilion. Project will be removing brush honeysuckle from a large patch of scouring rush near Piles Fork Creek. So you'll learn how to identify and the ecology of the target species and then demonstrate treatment methods. Tools, gloves, bug spray will be provided as, long as, as well as snacks and a water cooler. But please bring your water bottle. Good times to be outdoors. All right, we also have coming up the Carbondale Hofla for Humanity. That's on Saturday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. at Will Street Studios, 205 West Willow. Come and enjoy the social styles of Middle Eastern dance as we raise money to help women from the cultures of origin of these dance styles. Uh, so it's belly dancing and it's a dance party. All proceeds will benefit the Amar Foundation's Escaping Darkness campaign bringing therapy and assistance to the Yazidi women and girls who have escaped from their enslavement by ISIS. So it's a very serious cause, but there's festive dancing to celebrate and raise funds. Suggested donation is $10, $5 for those with more limited means. You can also donate online at halfwaforhumanity.com. That's H-A-F-L-A-4, that's F-O-R, humanity.com. Sunday... Pride Picnic, the largest pride event in Southern Illinois. Sunday at the Church of the Good Shepherd, 1 to 5 p.m., fun for the whole family. Food, entertainment, games, bouncy house, face painting, silent auction, and more. That's always a good time. And the Illinois Initiative Meetup. I was talking earlier about how my superhero team, the Illinois Initiative, is going to be in the For Kids Sake 5K. Well, we're having a meeting on Tuesday from 6 to 7 p.m. 
at Skyhouse, and we will be talking about participation in the 5K. We'll be talking about other programs going on, like the Safe Zone, Safe Walk program we're trying to start. So Tuesday, 6 p.m. at Gaia. Every Tuesday at 7 p.m., continuing the conversation at the Newman Center. Each week, a group of community members meets on Tuesday night for continuing the conversation. The purpose is to build an interracial community based on listening respectfully to each other's stories. Also coming up, the Downtown Community Farmers Market on Wednesday from 3 to 6 p.m. at Downtown Carbondale, 200 block of Washington Street, right outside of WDBX. Forest Communities of Southern Illinois, Wednesday, September 28th at 7 p.m. at 216 East Monroe Street. From Tupela Cypress Swamps to Oak Hickory Uplands, floodplains, wetwoods, Southern Illinois has many types of forests. Presenter Chris Evans has a bachelor degree in wildlife biology. He is currently the University of Illinois Extension Forester and Research Specialist at Dixon Springs. This program is free and open to the public, sponsored by the Tupela Chapter of Wild Ones Native Landscapers. There's one more that didn't make it onto the list here. It's the Fourth Friday Fair. That's this Friday, isn't it? That's tonight. Yes, tonight. And isn't, uh, isn't there a, uh, I believe there's a Latin Heritage theme, isn't there? Yeah, here's a flyer. Latin Heritage Month Fandango. Tonight, 6 to 9 p.m. at the Town Square Pavilion. Live music, salsa dancing, kids activity, BYOB, no glass. Brought to you by Carbondale Main Street. And it says we're uh, on the list of sponsors. But again, yeah. Latin Heritage Month, Fandango, tonight, 6 to 9 p.m. You have been listening to Your Community Spirit. And again, if you would like to call in and support the WDBX Community Club... And I have four great books that I would like to pass on. Straw Bell Gardens Complete, Building with Secondhand Stuff. These are brand new books. Organic Farming, How to Raise, Certify, and Market Organic Crops. And Backyard Pharmacy, Growing Medicinal Plants in Your Own Backyard. Give us a call, 457-3691. And I will pass you one of those books along because I like people who support us because you are the ones that make it possible for me to continue to do this radio show even now after 17 years. 17 years. Been doing this show every week. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the support of keeping our community radio alive and well. Yeah, thank you for being a friend. We will see you again on the radio next week.